So at the risk of making a, a bit of a bold statement, I'm going to say right up front that there's one skill that makes you a leader in basketball, and there's only one, okay? This is a skill that uh, not many people appreciate, and it usually takes players a really long time to come around to actually valuing this skill. Um, I'm going to share in a moment how Kobe Bryant came around to uh, valuing and sharing this skill, but without this skill, you cannot be a leader. And that includes, uh, of course, a leader in on the basketball court, but also a leader in any field that you go into later on in life, or a leader in your friend group, uh, in your community, and so on and so forth. And um, <laughs> at the risk, I, I'm even a little bit hesitant to say this word because I know that some players are going to tune out as soon as I say it, but I'm going to I'm going to say it and hope that you stick with me and you can fully appreciate how deep this actually is. So the, the one skill that makes you a leader, and again, without this, you cannot be a leader. The one skill is compassion. It's compassion. And I'll, I'll explain why. Okay, so stick with me here. There was a interview Kobe Bryant did. I, I think it was with, at USC. Um, he was there and being interviewed in front of a crowd and they came up and asked him questions. And there was a, I think she was a volleyball player, asked him what he wishes he had known when he was um, younger in his career. Something along those lines, like what do you, what would you tell your younger self um, if you could go back and talk to him? And he said, the one thing I wish I had learned and I wish I had understood was compassion. It was compassion. You can't get through to the players on your team unless they feel compassion from you. You can't get through to them. And the players on your team are not going to fully connect with you. They're not going to um, fully respect you. They're not going to come together as a unit and a team that can actually be capable of winning a championship or something like that unless as a leader, they can deeply feel your compassion for them. And compassion literally means caring, like actually genuinely caring, not pretending to, but genuinely caring about those around you. And there's this, I, I believe it's in the Marines, there's this saying that the test for leadership is asking someone how they're doing and actually caring about the answer. This is rare, okay? <laughs> Make no mistake, this is rare. And if you look around at the players around you at, um, you know, how maybe you even feel you are on your team and how your teammates are, you might find that most of the people around you are simply there for themselves. <laughs> and this is really common. It's not even like, a, I'm not saying this to put anybody down. This is just how it is. Most basketball players are there for their own success. And sure, they might pay some lip service to like, I, I'm here for the team and I just want to do what's right for my teammates or whatever. But in reality, we all know that most basketball players just want to get theirs. And that's fine. What I'm asking you to do is transcend that. So not to reject your own um, success and your own agenda and your own goals as a player, but to include your own success, but also go beyond that for the success of those around you. And I'll explain how powerful this is in a moment. So there was um, a little while back, I think I've shared this before, but 
a little while back, I was just having this crazy day at work. I'd got up at like 5 a.m., had a coffee and gone straight into this like deep technology problem. And for me personally, my I'm not... Um, suited for technology like i can figure things out here and there but i had to solve a bunch of tech problems in our business and uh, our developer was like still asleep and i i don't know i took it upon myself to do this by 11 a.m i was so shot my mind was just like i don't want to look at this anymore i can't stand this i my energy was just crashed um i was like done for the day i was so frustrated and fed up the problem wasn't solved i had no idea what to do and so i i am just in a state right by 11 a.m i have a call with somebody on our team who actually is a, a deep game member and has been a long time student of this material and I jumped on this call with him and we went through some of like his personal problems that he was facing and his, his practice. And I think with his family and friends and so on. And after about 30 minutes, I felt I actually, I still remember like early on in the call, we're talking and he's like, Hey, are you okay? You sound like really, really tired and exhausted. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just having a day. I just, I'll hopefully it'll, I'll get it together and I can help you out here. And what do you know, within 20 or 30 minutes of actually helping him with his problems, I've completely come back to life. My energy is back online. I feel like fully, um, I, full, I feel fully charged. My mind is active again, and I'm just fully engaged in the conversation. And it occurred to me like, wow, the easiest way to get out of my own problems, my own like jammed up mental state was to stop focusing on myself and focus on somebody else. It's this like way that you can kind of short circuit the ego and stop by stopping focusing on yourself and simply focusing, forgetting yourself and focusing on somebody else. In turn, you forget your own problems through helping somebody with theirs. And what do you know, at the end of that call, I was like, once again, fully energized and feeling completely back to normal and ready to tackle the rest of the day. And it was this reminder of the law of magnetism, which we, we teach in deep game, of course. And the law of magnetism states that the game comes to the player who does not try to pull the game towards himself. In other words, <laughs> if you're out there on the basketball court completely concerned about how many points have I scored, how am I playing, how do I look in front of these people, um, what does my coach think of me, what do my teammates think of me, and your attention is going back in on you, in, what does that mean? It means your attention is being pulled away from the game. What do you think that's doing to your performance? Well, during all of our worst games, we know this to be true. If you've like ever struggled through a game where you're so caught in your mind and thinking like, oh, I wish I hadn't missed that shot or I don't want to make a mistake or what's like that girl in the stands thinking of me or all of these kind of self-centered thoughts are running through our mind to the point where it almost feels like we're uh, we're narrating the game in our head rather than actually playing in it. We're in this like mental prison that was built on our own thoughts. And if you actually examine those thoughts, they're always thoughts about yourself, 
how am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? So the law of magnetism states that the less you focus on yourself, the more you're actually going to be able to focus on the game at hand. And this is where we get into compassion because as a leader on the basketball court, on your team, in your community, in your friend group, in your family, the easiest way to kind of get out of your own mental trap of focusing on yourself is just to focus on others. And how is my how are my teammates doing? How can I help this teammate of mine who's struggling right now? How what can I do for those around me? And this is like a master key. I, I know when I said the word compassion, I probably lost a whole bunch of people. But those who are stuck with me right now, it I promise you this is like a master key that unlocks the that mental jail cell that we lock ourselves in when we're so focused on our own problems. And the, the more I grow in my life and the uh, longer I've lived <laughs> as the years go by, the clearer it's become to me that those who have the most problems are always the ones who are the most focused on their own problems. And the friends of mine and even family members who... I speak to every once in a while and, you know, maybe we don't talk for a month or for a couple months at a time. And then it, we meet every few months and every few months, it's the same series of problems that they're going through. They're always the ones who are talking nonstop about their problems. And I'm thinking like, wow, you almost the, the obsession with our own problems is what ties us to them and entangles us in them. So once again, it's by not focusing so much on ourselves and our own problems and our own wants and our own desires, but actually what can we do for those around us that gets us out of our own trap. And like I said, I, I want to bring this quote back because it's so powerful in, in the Marines. There's that saying that the test for leadership is to ask somebody how they're doing and actually care about the answer. With that in mind, as a thought experiment, what would happen if every time you stepped on the basketball court, you only did what was best for the group? That was your only thought, not what's best for me or what can, uh, how, what can I get out of this situation, but what is best for the group as a whole? What is best for my team? What would happen? Well, I'm not saying to completely sacrifice yourself. No, you being successful is good for the team. So if you have a scoring opportunity, you take it. If your teammate has a better scoring opportunity, you pass the ball. Like it's it's that logical here. I'm saying what is best for the collective group? If your entire decision-making criteria was based upon that, would you make better decisions? Would your coach appreciate the way that you're playing more? Would your teammates value you more? Would you be a better player and a more valuable player overall? Well, of course, <laughs> of course. The time that we tie ourselves in knots is when we're focused on ourself most. And understand, I am not uh, your coach. It, like, I'm not the coach of your team. I have no vested interest in making you pass the ball more or making you. My only interest is in your success. <laughs> so I'm saying this because I want you to do better as a player and to realize how great you can really be in this game when 
we stop focusing on ourselves and focus on what's happening around us and how we can help those around us. This is such a, a big, like it shouldn't be a secret, but it's so surprising to me how few players actually come to realize this. And this is what Kobe said late in his career or like midway through his career, actually, I think when he started, when he won that second round of championships and went to the finals three times, the big change he made was actually compassion. It was, what can I do for my teammates? Not, can I score 35 a game? And everybody knew that he could do that at any time. He proved that. It was, what can I do for those around me? Um, if you watch an, an amazing, one of my favorites is that Kobe doing work documentary that he did with Spike Lee, where he actually narrates the game and voices over like what's going through his mind. A lot of that documentary is Kobe talking about how can I get my teammates going? And there's possessions where he actually passed up a, a shot and Phil on the sidelines, Phil Jackson was like, Kobe, shoot the ball. And Kobe's like, no, 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 it's more important that we get Radmanovic going or we get Fisher going. And he explains his reasoning in that. So this is yet another example of the law of magnetism. The game comes to the player who does not try to pull the game towards himself. So that one skill that makes you a leader is compassion. And I'll, we'll wrap this up by going a little bit deeper into compassion itself, because this is actually kind of difficult at first, as some of us have found out. It's, it's a little bit difficult to feel compassion, like actually genuinely care from the heart. There's good feeling towards those who we're competitive with, who we may not always like, who we may have run-ins with. There's teammates that maybe were a little bit um, envious of, or they're envy of, envious of us, and we're like, um, we've been competitive with them in the past. And so one technique that I'll offer you is a really simple one. It's actually just to realize that just like you are, like in, you live in your mind, you're having a human experience with suffering and pain and challenge and difficulty, and you're going through the human experience, so are they. And just like they don't see all of your pain and suffering and the challenge and the internal conflicts and um, friction and things that you go through, you're not seeing theirs. And most often, we rarely know how deeply others are suffering. They, I'll, I'll share a really quick story that's... Um, uh, I, <laughs> I'm hesitant to share this, but there's somebody... I'll, I'll just share the broad strokes of it. Um, there was a really great man, a really great man who was beloved by his community. And um, he was sort of a more of a casual friend of mine, but he was a very close friend with a couple very close friends of mine. And um, yeah, anyhow, he was uh, just a, a really wonderful person. Recently, he died of an overdose. And, um, you know, this, he's obviously later in life. He's not like a teenager or a player. He's, he was in his forties, I believe. Um, but he died of an overdose and he came off always as one of the happiest people and the kindest people. And it shocked me to hear that. Cause I was like, wow, he never seemed like that would happen. 
And this huge community of people came to gather at his funeral. And it was really moving. It's like the, so many people care about this person. And um, yet he was suffering so deeply that th this happened. And, um, you know, I'm sorry if this is heavy. I'm just trying to get across the point that we, we don't know how deeply those around us are, are actually suffering. And so you have teammates who you may not be getting along with. You have friends who you may not be getting along with at times. And you're like, oh, how could I feel compassion towards that person? Well, they're suffering in ways that you don't realize. And so keep that in mind, okay? These people are human, just like us. And often this is a, a higher level point and um, I don't wanna go too, too deep into it because this is getting a bit long, but I will say that the things that make us kind of, uh, that we resist in others or we maybe even dislike in others are actually what are is making them suffer most. And that's always their ego patterns and their self-concern. That's what we most often resist and dislike in others. It's the things that they do that show that they, they're out for their own good or they're like, um, you know, for example, we, we don't want to pass the ball to those who hog it. We don't want to talk to those who only talk about themselves, right? We, uh, we care least about those who only seem to care about themselves. It's those who are actually breaking the law of magnetism, who are the most self-concerned that we kind of push away from. And the, that self-concern is what is making them suffer most. <laughs> so the answer is to have compassion about that, towards that, and to not get caught in the same trap that they're caught in of self-concern. And I'll repeat that one more time because it's really powerful. We like as individual, we don't want to pass the ball to players who hog it. We don't want to play with those who break the law of magnetism. It's the players who are actually there for the good of the team, the good of who, who care about you. When they ask you how you're doing, they actually care about the answer. Those are the players we want to play with. Those are the leaders that we want to have around us. Those are the friends that we want to have. So be that leader, be that player, be that friend or son or daughter, or like whatever the situation is, be that person, okay? The game comes to the player who does not try to pull the game towards himself. This is so powerful, all right? Compassion in like every spiritual tradition, every meditative tradition, um, athletics hasn't quite caught up to it, but every truly great player who's really made it, like Kobe broke through when he developed compassion. MJ went through the same process and it was, it was hard for him, okay? But later on in his career, there are amazing stories about MJ's compassion that like don't get any airtime and we'll, we'll share more in future episodes. I, I don't wanna make this run too long, uh, so we'll wrap it up here. But point is, the next level of your evolution as a human being and as a player will come through the cultivation of compassion. So I hope this helped you out. Please, please, please take this to heart. This is for your own good and your own development, I promise you. And I will see you in the next one. 
Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is to head over to deepgame.com and join us in our free masterclass. Now, this is where you'll learn all eight laws of the deep game and all of the fundamentals that you need to know about the part of basketball that's played with the mind. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives, and it's completely free right now. So head over to deepgame.com to join us, and I will see you there.